Hello, and welcome to Divisive Issues, the foul-mouthed, spoiler-filled comic book podcast where two fans and two non-fans talk about controversial and noteworthy comics and comic book history. I'm Ryan. I'm Sly. I'm Phil. And I'm Daryl. And welcome to Edgelord August. My favorite time of the year. <laughs> if you're, if this is your first Edgelord August with us, it's exactly what it sounds like. We spend the month of August talking about Edgelord books. Usually Mark well, Millard. What but... is it? Can someone, for those of us who are new, uh, tell the audience what an Edgelord is? Because you guys introduced the term to me. It's someone that's edgy as in like they always try and be like i would be tempted to say thought provoking but it's not very thought provoking it's like what if a baby fell off a cliff and died you're like and mm. like that's terrible and then they're like i'm gonna draw it and you're like great and yeah so a lot of times the, the yeah the substance is the pushing of the envelope and like pushing nothing of the envelope. Else. yeah that's a perfect yeah. way yeah. to put it they, they do it it's originally done to be like like dark and grim but then it's like what if this is cool for the sake of itself like, yes. what if just murdering millions of people was, like, a crazy thing to see? Well, well yeah. there's, two fla- there's two flavors. There's, yeah. There's, there's the teenage, uh, one of the coolest happened, and then there's the one we usually sample, which is the Mark Millar, Garth Ennis, and Warren mm-hmm. Ellis style, which is more British British cynicism, like, world of shit, what if all these people die doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, a living body, dead body, as much as much added to each other, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but there's still coolness embedded here, where they're like, it's cool because we're stopping them. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's just a very because like this is this is like Warren Ellis is considered prestigious material. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, I want to compare it to something from like a '90s Edgelord would do. Mark Millard, yeah. Mark Millard, and like, not, that doesn't mean he's, he's justified because Mark Millard is considered prestigious for some fucking unconscientious <laughs> un, un, opinion. But for for some reason, like there's there's a disparity in like uh, how these are regarded in terms of good literature, bad literature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're not for the first year ever not talking about Mark Millar, but Thank we're talking about Warren Ellis yet. We're not said. talking about Millar yet. <laughs> Well, we're talking. This is Millar related. This, this, <laughs> we're doing. I mean, Mark Millar ended up taking over the authority. I yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. Mark, Mark Millar. This is a book Mark Millar spoke to Mark Millar enough that he wrote it afterwards, and yes. he ripped off a lot of ideas because Mark Millar never has a good idea. He always ripped off other people. He ripped <laughs> off the, a lot of the, like like a lot of the impact. People credit to Mark Millar about what if superheroes took a b- bigger impact on the on the world. Uh, basically, what how the Ultimates fed into MCU, authority fed into Ultimates. Yes. So now we, the authority is the team that was bred out of Stormwatch. When we talk about this at the beginning, we're going to see a lot of like Stormwatch exposition. And that's where Midnighter and Apollo come from, who we've talked about. We've done two Midnighter episodes, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Midnighter is a Batman, but edgy and gay. Yes. Uh, Apollo is just gay Superman, kind of edgy. He kills people, but he's not like, I'm trying to make you feel bad kind of way. Just kind of, yes. He just kind of kills people. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Hawksmore, I forget his full first name, Hawksmore, Jack Hawksmore. Jack Hawksmore. He, he's like a reverse druid where he's in t- tune of the cities instead of like nature. And so he, wears, he walks around barefoot and like, he, like he's able to move he through cities. He feels like, like the pain of cities as they're being destroyed and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Swift, yeah. I, th- I think, is just uh, Hawk like Hawk girl, basically. Yeah. Uh, Jenny Sparks, uh, I forget her like full scope of power. She's, she's like electricity. Like, like, uh, but, but she's called like the spirit yeah. of century. She's like immortal. Um, yep. she's, she, she, she's like an industrial yeah. revolution or like as electricity was invented, she became like a, like she's like a hundred yeah, years she old. She embodies like the spirit of the culture at yeah. the time. And I, it's been a long time since I read Warren Ellis' Stormwatch. It is excellent. I highly recommend it. 
But uh, the I believe she was born on like January first, nineteen hundred, and she looks like she's like in her like late twenties, early thirties now. Yeah, and th- there's the engineer who's yes. like a robot. Uh, she's like a, has a robot exoskeleton. It's a woman like, that, and uh, she uses nano machines. Yeah, he, he's basically like Iron Man in the modern movies where he has like nano machines making yeah. things, making techno magic. She's like techno magic's a good way to put it. Yeah. It's like Iron Man in the movie is basically about of the engineer. Yeah. And uh, last one, uh, the, doctor the doctor is like a sh- like a crazy shaman who's like he's basically the Avatar from right. Avatar: Last Airbender. Yeah. Basically, all, all the shamans from previous worlds are here to protect everyone. These they impart their knowledge to the next shaman. Uh, one quick thing I want to say about the Iron Man in the movies being a ripoff of the engineer. It's actually his whole like nanotech controlling technology with his brain thing is actually from Warren Ellis' yes. Iron Man from four years later. Mm. So Warren, like, I, yeah. yeah, Warren Ellis had even bigger impact than I remember. Yeah, uh, he made yeah. Uh, uh, nanotech extremists. Yeah. Oh, so just the one thing I want to mention before I forget, in honor of uh, Jack Hawksmore, uh, this was actually requested a while ago from a listener whose name is Jake Hawksmore in our Discord <laughs> and uh, Comic Fanboy Six One Six on Twitter. And he recommended this now, right now, for a couple reasons. One, it's the 20th anniversary, so this book came out in 1999 slash 2000. And Warren Ellis is currently at DC. He's been rebooting this entire universe, because this wasn't the DC universe. It was the Wildstorm universe, which is like this sec... I don't remember if DC founded it or DC bought it later, but it was like... Yeah, so it was like an edgelordy kind of universe that... I don't know anything pre-Warren Ellis. If you read read 90s Wildstorm... Imagine Rob Liefeld on steroids. Like it was, it was catering to that to that to that market. <laughs> on steroids. Like, so, like, yeah, yeah. Like so, like Stormwatch. I have like verse of Stormwatch, and I tried to read it. It's, it's unreadable. Uh, but like when 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 Warren Ellis. So that I uh, I want to really mention this real quick. Warren Ellis. Definitely. He, he's not a he's not a writer that sticks on the book forever. He's really a writer that uh, like this. How far he runs only like twelve issues. He really uh, ha- comes with a big idea. He writes like six issues and leaves. And otherwise work with what he did. Uh, that's kind of what he did with authority. Uh, that's what he did with Iron Man too. Yeah, I think so much like so much the only run he really built up over time because he basically transitioned so much from this edgy book into he basically he basically put all the authority members in it slowly and then eventually killed off all the Stormwatch members and now he created the authority and then left immediately after creating the authority, which is funny. Like he built up the authority then left immediately after the authority was set up. Yeah, but I would say that uh, you know aside from like some more self-contained indie stuff like. Transmetropolitan and stuff. I think Stormwatch is his longest, like, superhero run, like yeah. you mentioned. And, I mean, I think it's, like, really top-tier stuff. But yeah, I, I like his Stormwatch more than his authority. Me too. But we are, because... It, so, right now, Warren Ellis is, like, rebuilding this whole universe, and the book is super great, and he's supposed to launch this new one, but, like, as of this week, they were like, is it ever gonna come out? It's shelved indefinitely, and, and DC's like, we promise it'll come out, and Warren Ellis is like, it ain't ever coming out. <laughs> but, who knows if it will, but it's it's pretty relevant now, and it's... We, all, we talked a lot about Warren Ellis. We're doing issues 1 to 6 this episode, and 7 to 12 next time. It's so, so we're, ending, we're ending in the middle of a cliffhanger because yes. of the way he's collected yeah because it's three four issue arcs and instead of doing eight and four i figured it'd be more fun to just do six and six especially after doing 13 issues at a time Mm -hmm. for 52 and we've talked a lot about warren else but it also features brian hitch on art and so this looks uh, this looks like ultimates like if you you look at it looks like ultimates it reads like ultimates and i asked sly one time where i was like reading this i'm like like, did this come before or after Ultimates? Yes, this yeah, is before. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, because this is so <laughs> Ultimates-esque I, that it's I like, Millar makes Ultimates yeah. look so much worse. 
I, th- I think I think we should I think we should make like like this is we should establish from now on. Morgan gets no credit for anything. Like he's like he comes up with nothing good. Like he's just bad. He just rips up other ideas. He just yeah. writes as those shit. Like everyone does his writing style better than he yes, does. Uh, like he- I okay. I I think I like Ultimates more than the Authority so far. I'm not through the whole thing, but I I can get into why as we go along. But I think I okay. I enjoy Ultimates more than Authority. Okay. But I don't think it's better written. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the thing. we'll see when. Like we we talked about in fifty two. I think Sly and I are too like we have to defend this in the middle of the story. We should wait till it's over and then we'll yell at Daryl. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, so this is nineteen ninety nine two thousand. And one of the things that I just want to mention is this is an era of comics that I find really fascinating, where comics were in the late nineties starting to mature and get more political. But it's pre nine eleven. And, like, there's some runs, like Christopher Priest, Black Panther, that I I think does the style really well. But it's very interesting seeing this kind of style book. We talk about how, like, it's Ultimates, it's Ultimates, but Ultimates is very much a critique of post-9-11 America. And seeing almost the same concept about, like, this, like, imperialist, like, overwatching, like, cops of the world, but pre-9-11 is very interesting to me. And I just bring that up because having it be 1999 is, I think, an important context that we forget about when like at least for me personally when i look at the political aspects of stuff i forget like there was an american foreign policy before 9-11 that people didn't like either mm-hmm. all this before any of mark millar's like let's make like ultimate civil war all that stuff so this was before like in the 90s before comics really got into uh world politics so like the context this was in like nothing exists like this in comics before yeah absolutely before this. so it starts with like any thing. good edgelord book a crying baby <laughs> getting nuked <laughs> Oh no, even before that, there's a shot of the world from space, and it's they think there's no one left to save the world. The authority. Circle. The circle, if you want to. <laughs> circle. Yeah. So yeah, it opens in Moscow. There's a crying baby that it doesn't get nuked, but a million little like a million men show up. I mean, that up. explosion's <laughs> taken out a lot of buildings, like it's not a nuclear bomb, but it's, it's like yeah. a million supermen like just fly into the city. It's like it's destruction on such a scale that you're like, okay, millions of people just died Which here. is, this yes. is where I was like, this feels so Ultimates-esque, but now knowing beforehand, knowing both as Brian Hitch that worked on this, who did Ultimates. Yes. And also, like, it's the same exact style where it's like, there's many, there's multiple pages throughout the Authority that are just Hitch's art and the colorist, like, mm-hmm. just carrying a lot of the, the weight of the impact of, like, look how much destruction there is, look how much chaos, how much yes. mayhem. There's no, like, onomatopoeias going on. You're just seeing, like, explosions, it's cars lifting, civilians here, bodies getting flying. lit on fire. Yeah, laser yeah, like, eyes. Like the skeletons being disintegrated. Yeah, yeah. It's that kind of, like, edgy style. Yeah, so there are all these people that are, like, Superman. They're wearing full black jumpsuits with this, like, logo that's, like, a circle with three dots on it mm-hmm. and they're just landing they have heat vision they shoot lasers they're fucking superman like yeah they and they're really... just destroying everything and we get a shot that's the shot of uh from terminator yep. <laughs> uh, of terminator 2 of them holding the fence turning into skeletons and then it cuts to new york city where we see christine and jackson the, the yep. only two surviving members of stormwatch yes <laughs> it's funny because i saw scary. them and immediately i'm like is this like um Oracle, Nick Fury, and, Nick and Maria Fury. Hill. But this was again. This is before Ultimates. Before Nick Fury was like known to be black. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is this is all before all yeah, that. So stuff. I guess they're not so, direct analogs. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of like exposition and stuff of just like recapping where they're at. So Stormwatch was you know, funded by the UN and the UN was like, we can't afford to pay for these huge superhero concepts of like these ships that travel through dimensions and stuff. So they shut it down and these people were the Did ones they, the UN knew about the ship that could travel through dimensions? 
Oh, maybe not. I don't remember. I was but like, they, like, that seems like something you would want to investigate. I think it's a 40 thing. Like, the 40s when it really went super... Okay, so maybe the authority had that. But, like, that kind of thing of, like, these high-tech gadgets and stuff that superheroes yeah, no have. Yeah, to pay for the Avengers, yeah. basically. Yeah, exactly. So, these people... And, and, and I just want to mention, so, this uh, is run ahead of really quickly. Jenny, Jenny Sparks shows up and asks him for intel, basically. Yeah, because they used to be, like, the guys in the chair. They were, like, the liaisons with the government. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, this is this is why like Warren Ellis annoys me. Like <laughs> later on, he got better of this, but this is the era where you really went hardcore on this. This is next to two where the established characters are like "fuck you." Like Jane Sparks comes there and she's like, "I need your information. Tell me." It. And they're like, "Okay, we'll tell you because you'd be our, our former friend, uh, Jane Sparks." Uh-huh. And then she she goes back to our party and she's like. I just did that to humor them. Like, they're useless to this plot. I, uh, I knew everything they were going to tell me anyway. Like, Warren Ellis to make everyone be- before he- during this era, Warren Ellis made everyone before he came in, like, so, like, job to his his pet characters. Yeah. Uh, Jenny Sparks rules. She's my favorite authority character. <laughs> She's your favorite? <laughs> yeah. Jenny Sparks is cool, but I don't see why you can't make these guys, like, at least give it them intel. Like, why do you have to make it so, it gets so awesome. Like, the- you kill off everyone in Stormwatch. You couldn't give these guys the ability of giving <laughs> yeah. intel. Like, you yeah. had to make them completely useless. No, that happens. Yeah, like Sly mentioned in his X-Men run, he has this guy, Pete Wisdom, who's just like, I'm a super cool guy. Yeah. I know everything. I'm going to oh, bang yeah. Kitty Pryde. I can see <laughs> that. He's a lot better than now. Like, now he's actually like, what if I take this character and develop him and make yeah. use which, my Which, again, is char- a very, like, edgelord thing to do is to make your character seem better. They shit on everyone that's inferior to them. Or they're like, oh, they're useless. Yeah. Yes. That's the only reason why I might side with Daryl in the story, because it's not as good as I remember it being. When you said Jenny Sparks is my favorite, I made a, a look like I had smelled very pungent, like, cheesy fart. I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> I, I think, I'm just already going to spoil. I think I, I really still, I love Midnighter. I love gay Batman so much. <laughs> Midnighter is really good. I, I, this actually made me like him a little bit. <laughs> I, I, it actually made me like him, him less. Oh. oh. Well, I didn't like yeah. him at all before, so this is like... Uh, <laughs> you go from zero to maybe like one or two likes. I, I, think, because, I think because I've seen like I've seen the concept three times already. And I think Prometheus is a better version of this concept. Mm. I don't know. I think I think representation matters, Sly. It'd be cool if Prometheus <laughs> and Midnighter had sex together, right? Oh! <laughs> okay. Guys, who's Nemesis? <laughs> that's don't worry Prometheus. about Nemesis. That's Mark Millar's Prometheus. Okay. This is Warren Ellis's Prometheus. Yes. And who, who? I'm like, I can't keep these like snarky uh, like. Grant Morrison created Grant Prometheus. Morrison. I can't yeah. fucking take all these same characters. They're like, I'm just so cool. I know everything before you already know it. And everyone's like, okay. what? And then he punches. For what it's the worth, face. Prometheus is a villain, and Midnighter is gay and a hero. I think those are different enough. Also, the reason why so my we're going to this talk now. The reason why I like Prometheus the best is because in Grant Morrison's writing of Prometheus, Prometheus isn't like I'm. I'm standing here punching me. And everyone's like, I can't. I'm, he's planning ahead too much. He, he actually goes step by step, taking out each of the Justice League one by one, and uh, he, he finds ways to save all the powers one by one, and it makes perfect sense. And, they, and you actually, it's, it's, like, remember how you bitched about how you hate when people just say, I win in plots, and mm-hmm. you like when you see them play through, like, how mm-hmm. they win? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Prometheus, when Grant Morrison wrote him, did that. Yep. No one else did that Prometheus, but that's why Prometheus is the best, because he at least had a period where that happened to him, where he actually had to uh, plan things out, while Midnighter is just like, I'm gonna beat your ass now. And yeah, it does. It, Midnighter's yeah, like, I, you stand no chance against me. Like, I'm just gonna beat you. And they're like, what? I will say, I, I think their powers as a team are all actually really cool. Reading through this, I'm like, they all have really cool powers. But yeah. in the action scenes, at least the first six issues that we've read, um, they don't really showcase how cool they yeah, are. They just they just blow it up. A lot of times, up. it's more about like the destruction, like showcasing that. Then you get occasionally like the Doctor being like, "Okay, I'm the Doctor's only one exception." Yeah, the Doctor, I will argue, does showcase. Yeah, I like the Doctor a lot too. He's uh, the coolest. Thing- That's why he's my favorite. And Jack Hawks more. I I really love yeah. the idea of a city druid. Yeah, Jack Jack is my favorite out of all because I, I, I do like second. 
I, I do I, I do get why Ryan likes Jenny more than probably Daryl does. Yeah. But uh, Jack, uh, I just always found his power really interesting. I, I, I just I just really think, and I think personality wise, he's. Uh, he's like he's like that kind of British um, um like a badass, but not as much as like Ninja or all the other characters. Yeah. yeah, they're not trying so hard. Like Jenny is like a fucking Lady Guy Gardener, where she's just like <laughs> yeah. I'm, an, That's I'm, a good I'm a fucking <laughs> asshole like off the handle. Well, I'm like okay. So okay, one thing I do want to say about these characters that uh, so Warren Ellis takes over Stormwatch and writes it for I think three years, and he slowly introduces this whole team. And I actually like Stormwatch a lot more than the Authority. Yeah, me too. We said this already. <laughs> and I think it showcases the characters more, and I think that they work well together as books because Stormwatch is much more like exploring their personalities and their characters. What is the difference the... between Stormwatch and Authority? Stormwatch was their team that disbands, and then they relaunch as the Authority. Okay. So the Authority is like the sequel to Stormwatch, yeah. and the Authority is more. The, the reason why we didn't do Stormwatch is because the authority is more bombastic, edgy, global mm. politic, and less small and personal. Yeah, yeah Stormwatch, Stormwatch is more... Storm, like, the first story arc of Stormwatch is, like, them... Like, all of... Like, Stormwatch had a lot of American members, and the first story turns, like, like American politicians behind everything. And, like, yeah. oh, shit, like, our country betrayed us. Like, it's that kind of story. And time. that was this in 96? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like... I, I think that they work better together than separate. So, like, you know, we're not getting a lot of exploration of powers or, like, a lot of interpersonal yeah. stuff because Ellis had already been doing that for three years. But I think yeah. they wanted to go bigger Hollywood. I could see. Like, what, because this, yeah. like, going into this, this really doesn't let you get a good feel for the characters, yeah. like, in the beginning and stuff. What they say about Jack is he, they, they name him the god of the cities or something. And yeah. they yes. just, they just show you occasionally he's, like, phasing through, like, buildings. But they never tell you he gets powers from cities or whatever yeah yeah that was like kind of explored like so much in the past but because it's not super edgy we're here to talk about the authority <laughs> yeah but that, that, but that, that, that is, that is yeah. important context though because i, I was thinking i was thinking that like daryl probably won't like this because we're not getting all the personal stuff this is all like the stuff he hates about comics like yeah. ultimate about even the small character moments in between yeah but i mean you know they relaunched it as a number one People don't talk about Ellis' Stormwatch as much as they talk about the Authority. The Authority gets yeah, reprinted. Yeah, this, this is perfectly fair we're doing this separate. It's perfectly fair. Yeah. People recommend yeah. this yeah. alone. Absolutely. Yes. And the Authority gets reprinted constantly. And, like, Stormwatch doesn't, yeah, this you know? isn't impossible to read alone. It's just, like, yeah, it's no. not... It's rocky at places. But, yeah. So. But I just... I want to give the context like, that, For like, instance, like, Jenny yeah. being electricity never gets explained how much electricity she is or why yeah. she's immortal. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, but that... Like I said, those are all completely fair complaints that like you know i i'd like stormwatch better i think it's just better better back back to actually let's get to the global i'm gonna put this in quotes politics it's fucking stupid so we cut to gamora island (laughs) i fucking where it's it's off the asian continent and gamora island is an island made out of different gamoras they're all waging war humanity (laughs) yeah did you enjoy how we went from china's like their 10 heroes in 52 to this guy this so guy, it's Fu Manchu. It's Fu Manchu Yellow Terror kind no, of. No, it's shit. it's worse yeah. because he has a country that is based just their whole ph- philosophy is terrorism. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, I'm not even doing it for ideology. I just love terrorism, and it's like, cool. What this there is, is there is he does raise a point later on his motivation, which we'll get to a little. But he, I mean, this guy's always been an asshole. He like was part of like this team of brothers that like ran this village and then they were so good they were so edgy and strong that they took over the country <laughs> it's one of those where it's like they took over the country by the time they're like 14 or something it, yeah, like the yeah. edgelord impossibility they made it into an island factory for terror by 18 <laughs> yeah. and by 20 I, 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 like not to give this book too much credit but i view this as like because like when, whenever you like look at the world you see like assholes like kum jong-un or whatever 
who are just pure evil. And uh, the 40 is mostly here to fulfill that that visceral desire to see like a superior just come in and kill those people. That's yeah, but it's always that. a bit more complicated because a lot of nations are about like personally promoting their nation above others. Not like, well, I just want to terrorize. Like this, this felt like reading this again. I'm like, this is a crime Bible again. That's how okay. I felt too. It's the fucking crime Bible. So now hold on, hold on. I view the fight as a whole as just visceral like satisfaction for killing uh, objectively terrorized like dictators. So, okay, one thing I want to point out, it's in, it's, is it fleshed out enough? No, but he mentions this in an exposition dump later on that in his country, he had taken over the country and killed his brothers and he was like the supreme leader of this country and Stormwatch was sent in by the UN and they had a huge casualty rate in his country. 200 people. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, they killed a couple hundred people, right? Or a hundred people or whatever. And now he just wants revenge on everybody. He doesn't have, he doesn't want to take over the world. He doesn't have ideology. He just wants everyone to suffer for revenge. It's, but yeah, people, people do actually think that way. That is, that is uh, how people with uh, Taliban. Because the, the people, bo- like America bombs your wedding party and stuff. Yeah. And also he was captured by the American Superman, by Apollo mm-hmm. and tortured in a, in an American like military camp. Mm-hmm. And now he just wants to watch the world burn. It, the only I, I get I get that it's more than just like I hate I was born hating everyone. It's just weird to me. Like they, apparently it was already an island factory for terror by the time the UN came in. And yeah, and by twenty he had already killed both of his brothers. Where it's so like, he's already evil. Yeah. Like yeah, but I mean people are evil. But also also people like uh, it's like the fucking ISIS. Uh, that might have helped the projected power. Like, uh, like people who found the ISIS are probably objectively pure evil, but they got propelled to power by the rest of the country being like, let's have revenge on America, probably. Yeah, and I think having an American military torture camp uh, radicalize this guy to make to want to watch the world explode in 1999 is pretty fucking good. Sure, personally. but that, that's why I'd be like, it'd be more believable if it's we want to terrorize America. We want like revenge against America, not just bring terror to the. But it was Earth. a UN. It was a UN coalition. It was a UN coalition, right? Yeah, so, so much as UN. Yeah, it was a UN had, coalition, sure, but the UN, yeah, then. yeah. I but mean, that's the that's the world. Right? That's the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> It's the UN. Yes, it is. It kind of Are is. you mean those Chinese superheroes from fucking 52 saying, oh, we know just society of America is really truly America. Get the fuck out of here, GSA. Are you trying to argue semantics? I mean, so the two cities that he attacks, he attacks Moscow and then, spoilers, he's going to attack LA. Those, If you're going after the UN, I mean, I feel like those are two big hits. And London. London <laughs> they are. Too. Oh, yeah. And London. So, yeah. There. It's, it's, that, just, that it's him saying, like, I want to bring terror to the earth and not, like, to the west or something like that. But that's why I find this weird, like... This one guy is like a small island country that's based on terrorism, and he's like, "My plan, you know what? Uh, fuck the entire world. I'm gonna make a team of supermen to just blow up the world." It's like, okay, that's like what? It's it's not crime bible. It's a little bit better, but it's like one step away for me. I don't know. I I I'm into it. Okay. Okay. So anyway, uh, this is so Jenny is meeting with them again uh, with the two Christine and Jackson. And it's the same kind of thing that Sly was saying, where they're, like, just, you know, talking to them, but really they're going to do whatever. And she's like, we're going to stop them. And he's like, who? And she's like, a higher authority. And she teleports away. We Name drop! The- yeah. Which, which <laughs> just FYI, this is the coolest part about the authority, in my opinion. If you say door, the name drop. a teleporter appears that you walk through, and you can instantly go back to the ship that's in another, like, dimension, but parallel to yeah. Earth. So you can teleport anywhere you want at any time you want by just saying door. And that is yeah, a really so cool idea. Well, editing it like uh, i wish you could edit in like daryl when you first saw this concept like, the, midnight, when the midnighter saying this is so dumb you could just teleport everywhere <laughs> explain anything we can, we can i mean I, I think that is an op like power <laughs> but i know but you're i'm pretty sure like you and phil were like what the fuck is this you could just help everywhere what the fuck is this <laughs> 
Spoilers, that didn't happen. We actually didn't talk about the door much at all. Anyway, back to the podcast. So they go back to their ship, the carrier, which, as Daryl said, it's in the bleed, which is the space between dimensions. So the ship is sentient and travels kind of wherever it wants. Mm -hmm. And they can go to it all the time, you know, and they go from world to world, like like you said. And right now they send Jack Hawksmore to Moscow to pr- survey it personally because he is always in touch with the cities. Like, he's like... And he's got, no- he's got nosebleed because the city's dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's like a, like a... Like a druid, like a nature spirit. I said right. He's a reverse druid. Uh, oh, did you say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, uh, my mic cut off. No, no, no. no, 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 no. Ryan, just Ryan just doesn't listen to you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, Ryan. Okay. Ryan always bitches I don't listen. Uh, okay. no, he's just, you guys don't listen to each other. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've been through this a dozen times. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets the yeah. His as Sly said, as Sly so eloquently put, his nose is bleeding because the city's burning, and he sees that there's this residual radiation. He he recognizes. Then we get some more exposition about nanomachines, and we now get some some more exploration of who this Doctor Shaman character is. Yeah. He's he's the Shaman is a super name. The Doctor is his real name, and what he is is he is the latest in these like Shaman figures. That is, he has the memories of everyone that came before him, and he's communing yeah. with the previous one who was a member of Stormwatch. And, and and we learned that he's a junkie, and he says like, "Why'd you pick me? I'm a junkie. I can't do this." And the shaman's like, "You can do this. I believe in you. We believe, we believe in you. You have the knowledge of a thousand generations before you." And he says a key line here that he's like, "You know, magic's real, and magic is just change. You can change the world. Magic is nothing but change." And so a lot yes. of the sh- the shaman's powers, he's like, "Oh, I can just change things to other things." Yeah, like he changes a jet into just a bunch of roses, or he can change things yeah. to leaves or like trees and stuff. And so we we now there Jenny and the engineer are just sitting around, you know, talking about, you know, the team and stuff like that. And then the dynamic duo is introduced, which Jenny says mockingly as Midnighter and Apollo come in. I think that's another reason why Jenny was getting to me is she also calls them Bert and Ernie later. I'm like, just leave them alone. Like, of course, they're a couple. <laughs> Let them be a couple. <laughs> they're very pompous, though. This was the 90s. They're literally no gay characters. Which is 90s. true. Like, which is, But it's like it still doesn't, like, take away from the fact that, that that's still happening. Yeah, but one thing that I do want to point out about Midnight and Apollo, why I like them so much as characters, is even though she's like the asshole Guy Gardner type that's making fun of them, mm-hmm. they're still real characters with personalities and powers. And like, even now, even like even in 2019, we have a lot of characters in fiction that are just like, they're the gay character, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And like, that sucks a lot. And having them be like actual characters with roles and motivations and, and jobs on the team is is, I think like... Right. Yeah, they're characters that so far in this entire run, you wouldn't tell that they're gay unless you're reading into Jenny's, like, lines derived. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just thought that out of the whole team, they're, like, the most, like, like edgy serious that I'm, like, you yeah. people do make fun of people who are too serious. Like, That's true. Also, yeah. they're, they are dual. They, they retire together for, yeah. after mm-hmm. so much quit, and now they're, they're back together. Like, they're, they're like a pair. You get one, you get the other. But yeah. it's not actually say, like, oh, they're, they're gay. Yeah. And also, having the two edgiest like gruff guys be the gay ones is like a really nice subversion yeah. of I actually I didn't remember until you guys said it that Apollo was gay. I remember Midnighter was. I didn't remember Apollo was until uh, if you, you remember just when we read Midnighter that was after him and Apollo had broken up. I always felt bad for him. It's not yes. fucking funny. Daryl remembers Midnighter book more than I do. Because I he's gay. Happened. It's such a good idea. I like it. When you said when you said when yeah. you said Midnighter, oh, fuck for me, fierce, I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> Man, that book was so good. Yeah. All right. But okay, so now the the we're back at the carrier, and well, we we're still there. We haven't left, and it's fast forward to later where Jack reveals that the teleport the 
radiation that he saw was teleportation residue. So that's how they got all those guys to Gamora Island. They teleported all in the like massive weapons of Superman, you know, and the, the engineer notices that, Oh, that radiation just spiked in London, Jenny's hometown. They are now bombing London, but this time the authorities there and they start fighting them all off. And this is where they, they introduce like, everyone. They're like, here's, here's this guy, powers. here's that guy. Yeah. Yep. And they show up. They're just like kicking a lot of ass. Swift and is a lot of so people. underpowered for this team. Swift, she's like, no, not yeah, just I'm underpowered. Like, she's just like useless. I'm like, yeah. I, I, so many of these other people can do so much. And then you have just like hot girl flies around. <laughs> it, at least Midnighter, yeah. he, he's useless. But like on one on one, he'll always win the fight. So it's like, that's his use. Yeah, that's not useless. It's not yeah. useless. I, 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 uh, so the funny, the funny thing is like, in the regular book, I would like, like Swift would be like my favorite. The problem is this book is so built on how look how badass and the unstoppable these guys yeah, are yeah. that Swift seems feels out of place. Like she, this is not like underdog. Yeah, she hasn't. Book. It this feels like, like she doesn't have any good lines. She doesn't really like have a strong personality yeah. so far in the Authority. It's just she's the one that's always just in the background where everyone else takes center stage. She's one of the few people on the team one else didn't create. Yeah, and she's also mm. she also tie into like I feel like everyone else is like tying into like. We're saving the world. Like Apollo is like Superman. Superman is a save the world type of character. Batman. Batman is like the master planner. Uh, Jenny Sparks. Uh, She's the, the world Captain century. America, the leader. Shaman. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. 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 Like I, I like uh, Swift is just I am Swift. Yeah. And actually, I like I like everyone's powers but her. Same. She can fly. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Great. <laughs> so power. then. We get, like most Brian Hitch books, it ends with a full-page spread of the team doing a dramatic pose, and Jenny saying, game over. Dram- um, Brian Hitch books, or Mark... Oh, wait, that was Brian Hitch, too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yes. That was good. That was good. I like yes. that. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, before we... I also want to state real quick, uh, to emphasize how much, like, Brian Alice fucked over the authority, I mean, uh, the Stormwatch, he didn't just kill them in the, at the end of Stormwatch book. He killed him in a Stormwatch Aliens tie-in uh, a crossover book. <laughs> like, those books are always, like, just disposable, like, money-making things. He was like, I care about this team so little, I will kill them in what I would usually... Like, most Stormwatch fans won't even read uh, Stormwatch uh, Aliens tie-in Now, now book. let me just re- refresh. This is the book that you called Unreadable before he took over? <laughs> I know. I know, but, but also, I never, I've never read uh, Ron Mars' run. Ron Mars' mm. run supposedly does more, does more respect while okay. still keeping it, like, 90s kind of style. I think that's fair. I haven't read it either, so I don't know. So, listeners who may be thinking, wow, we've only gone through one issue in 30 minutes, uh, like I feel, I will say, uh, now that we've gotten most of the description of the characters and stuff out of the way, we're going to breeze through this because there's almost no plot in this whole story. It's yes. like three things happen. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. like this is this is like the beginning of the modern age in like the, uh, the best ways and the worst ways. Because if yeah. you buy a single issue, you're getting like zero plot per issue for it. Yes. Like, I was just trying to think, man, what are the next five issues? And I'm like, oh, like, nothing happens. So yeah, yeah. what it is reminding nothing, me Sly? how I mentioned where it's like Hitch is, you buy this for Hitch drawing yeah, yeah. scenes of destruction and the heroes Yeah, being civilians killed. being killed. Like, yeah, there's yeah. what happens. In yeah, this. yeah. 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 Uh, by, like, like, like a lot of Mark Millar books, uh, the best way to view it is as like an art book for the, the showcase artist. Like, I want to get an art book for uh, Brian Hitch or... Yeah. Uh, this, is, this, this is for Brian Hitch's resume, basically. <laughs> I want to watch babies get nuked. I'm going to save my defense of this book for next episode. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Makes sense when we're finished with this. I also don't remember much about the second half, but the parts I do... Like, I remember ending it and really liking it, so we'll see if I... I said that about Ultimates 1 and 2. Yes, Bill. you did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yes, you did. I, 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 but just to back up, uh, Ryan, I also barely remember the second half of this. Uh, I remember... Great. Ma- I, I remember can't wait for something one. less memorable than this. <laughs> But, uh, so the funny thing is, the funny thing is about me. What I remember the strongest is Mark Millar's run, which is my, my favorite Mark Millar book of all time. Mm. 
All right, let's continue. Hey, one, this first no, issue has a character saying comic books are for retards. <laughs> so it's, it's a it's a Mark Millar book, but I feel like it is edge. It is it, 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 also isn't the villain fucking Jack Kirby? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I forgot about oh that. Guys, I'm gonna quit comics. I'm gonna quit this book. Yes, but it, it is yeah. more it is more like fucking like Punisher 2009, where it's so dumb, it's entertaining to me. It goes back to being good. Like, yeah. yeah. Yes. I just want to say, it's not that I don't remember what happens in this book. It's that I read Stormwatch and this so close together that there are character moments that I don't remember if it's in Stormwatch or The Authority. Mm, okay. So, yeah. Yep. All right, Sly, you're up. Oh, yes. So, cover is more splash page stuff. They, they fight Superman. Superman fight them. It's a long fight scene. We do yeah. see the shaman trying to figure out his powers, and he's like, magic has changed, so he turns... Uh, oh, the engineer he, uses nanomachines so they could uh, communicate through tel- uh, radio telepathy. Yep, yep. Yes, and that's one thing I like. I, li- I like to have um, the word bubbles change for everyone whenever they communicate telepathically, so you know immediately yep. it's being communicated. And they actually, yeah. like I always complain about in other teams, they actually use their powers together. Where their plan is to dr- like they basically drop everyone into the river with Superman, and then Jenny Sparks electrocutes the river, so they all die. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like the, 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 the anti plan is Midnighter who walks up to a Superman <laughs> holding. A kid's hostage saying, I'm going to kill you. Superman's like, how? That makes no logical sense. And then, Not so Superman, when we're saying but... Superman, we mean the bad guys. The, the bad yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. The bad guys, yeah. He walks up to him and he's like, uh, I've done this fight a million times in my brain. Okay. I'm what soldiers <laughs> dream of growing up into. I'm what children see when they first imagine what death looks like. And this is why I mean why it's bullshit because you don't even see how he does it. Uh, it's off Somehow. panel. He's, he's off panel. It's because he says, I will hit you before you even know what's going on. And he, it shows you that it happens. You're like, he has awesome. the child's ha- neck like in his hands and, the, and Midnight is far away and somehow. <laughs> he just loses that. He's not that far, and he's also behind him. I know, but this guy's a Superman. Like <laughs> everything in Savage House shows, like he has like all these powers and stuff, and he can't. It's yeah. it's stupid. It is. I and, know, like, it is. Th- this is why Prometheus is better because Prometheus would be like, I have, I, I use a uh, thing above you to kill you. Well, yep. Yeah. And then like, after the fight, what's cool too, I think, because uh, I always am, I'm a sucker for like, how does this play out like logistically? They have all the Superman teleporting back to Gamora Island, and they have like them dropping into. They're, they're teleporting the dead ones into the morgue area. They're teleporting the injured ones into, like, the crisis unit. Mm-hmm. And they have, like, a thousand doctors on staff. As these supermen are falling from the sky, they're, like, putting them on stretchers. Yep. Yeah. And, and one of like, them had their shirt. There's teleporting netting on their shirt. It's in the yes. circle that's on their chest. And it gets ripped off by Superman. And then he's like, oh, man, I gotta no, fly back to... by Apollo. By Apollo. By Apollo. And you can see, like, oh, man, I gotta fly back to Gamora Island now. So Apollo's following him at, like, full speed. Yeah, Apollo realizes that's, that's the teleporting netting. So he's like... Now I gotta follow them. And yeah. the rest of Vordy's life, we gotta chase Apollo. So, we yeah, got- this is the kind of stuff that I think well, why I like this book so much more because it still hits the Edgelord trappings we've come to expect. You have mm-hmm. Midnighter giving this long monologue. Yeah. You get cuts to the villain just saying, I love no one for yeah, no well, reason. Because he keeps doing like the brainwashing thing where he's like, I love you all. You are all my children. I love you. And yeah. then he's like alone. He's like, I love no one. Yeah. <laughs> but you're still getting a lot more interesting pacing and stuff where yeah. it's not just like it's not just fights 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 like you said there's a whole layout and we see apollo we see why he knows about the teleportation that he lets the guy go so he could see where he's going back to he chases him and they they are trying to stop him because he doesn't know where he's going like no 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 it's that he's going there's a barrier that gets put around gamora i mean like they don't know that he doesn't know that he's going to the barrier yeah and he's gonna splat into it they say they've seen superheroes at his strength level explode going that speed and so they're like how can we possibly stop apollo and that's where the you know magics always beat supermans so uh the doctor comes in and brings him to a realm of kinetic energy or something 
He yeah. brings them to a realm where kinetic energy is converted to music. Ooh. Before I touch on one, uh, one, one reason why I'm not like as gung ho for this as Mark Millar's run or as Ultimates uh-huh. is because it isn't that great as an actual book. There's only one line that really made me laugh. Hawksmore uh, uh, uses his phasing power to phase through a, 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 a city. And Apollo or somebody says, how'd you do that? And he says, you see when a, a baby city and a, a mommy city and a daddy city love each other very much. That's like the only really witty one line in this entire book, I, I think. But there's still like, there's the skeleton idea of like why edgelordy stuff became so popular. I know, in but I feel, I, feel like, I feel like this is, this is a skeleton, but it's like, it's like how Phil bitches about a, a, a sequel. Like Phil plays a sequel to the video game and he hates the original because uh, all the stuff that was done better in the sequel sometimes. Mm. I don't know if I would say it's done better. No, it's but, but the, the edgelordy stuff is so subdued. It's only, okay, that's it's, fair. It's so subdued compared to like Mark Millar's mm-hmm. run and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah so yeah, uh, they teleport. Yeah, no uh, one can out edgelord Millar. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They save it. They save Apollo from splatting by putting him in that music land. They go back to the carrier, yeah. and they're well, they like, bring him back right away. Yeah, <laughs> He's yeah. not like gone for Apollo. a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they have a brief chat about some shit about. Yeah, oh yeah, there's a, there's a recurring conversation because uh, Jenny uh, has this recurring theme of somebody has to save the world. I decided I'm going to be the one who has to see the role, and I arrange a 40 because it's going to be me. It's going to be me. Yep, and then yeah. in classic <laughs> Hitch fashion, you just get the final, the stinger at the end is just her big face saying, and someone, I'm the person that's going to change it, the yeah. world. Well, and so you're yeah, like, so... What, what a stinger. What a full page. That's the see your yeah. plot. That's, that's a Mark Millar stinger, like... Yeah, no, 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 ends on nothing. That's why I'm like, is this Millar or Hitcher? Did Millar? I think it's got to be Hitcher. This and he was like, this is a great idea. Full page every at the end of every issue. But if this was, I do want want to say, I, 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 like a lot of people underestimate how much an artist affects the pacing of a story. Yeah, like, like, like uh, Jim Lee, who uh, draws, you know, from '90s X Men, like the iconic issue one of X Men. Uh-huh. A lot of my favorite writers, when they write for a Jim Lee book, I'm like, this feels so much sluggish, much more sluggish than your regular yeah. work. And it's probably because Jim Lee wants those big splash pages too. Mm. Yeah. And I know we brushed through this scene, but it's Jenny talking to Apollo. And the thing that I like about it is she, we, it's like a character conversation where Jenny's talking about how she is not a good leader. She's brass. She's like kind of an asshole. But she feels like... No, like there's, it's a gamble for her. She said, bad things happen when I run teams, but I tried not running a team and bad things happen too. That's how Moscow got destroyed. It's a hellish gamble for me, Apollo, but there had to be someone left to save the world and someone left to change it. So she's basically saying like, we stopped being superheroes and supervillains still existed. So Mm -hmm. we, there, somebody has to step up and not only save the world, but somebody else has to change it. And I like this concept of like, we'll save it and then we'll see what happens next. Yeah, it's an interesting predicament where it feels like you're always, you feel like you're fucking up if you intervene, but when you don't yeah. do it, you still feel like bad things are happening. So it's like, yeah, may as well intervene then. Yeah. yeah. Go America. Uh, <laughs> issue three opens with the superheroes, uh, the authority going to the cleanup efforts in Moscow and London. They're, you know, with their powers, helping pe- the cities be rebuild and find survivors and stuff. Swift does her oh. first and only uh, unique thing, thing where she has super hearing, I guess, and she hears <laughs> yes. trapped people. Um, then we are back in the, the carrier. carrier, and they're talking about how Just do we get in there? Be- between dimensions. I really like its design, too. It's Me like too. It looks very, like, needly. It's like a yeah. long ship with a lot of needles on it, like big eyes. It's cool. Each time it's flying through somewhere, they explain like what weird concept it's flying through. Like later yeah. in this issue, it's flying through idea space, and there's a school of obsession fish that's flying near. <laughs> yeah. Or like later, they're they're sailing through some psychic realm where all the telepaths, 
on Earth, that's where like their brains are linked. Their minds from. are connected, so it's all yeah. it's like a hundred faces all blending together. It's this cool. This is where it, you get cool. to see Warren Ellis be like the weird Warren Ellis that a lot of us really love. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't explore a lot of the concepts in this book, but it's just like things that flesh out the world and just make it more interesting and memorable and engaging than. Yeah. Something else. And it's so yeah. bizarre that you don't have to be in, like, how does this work? How do I yeah, yeah, fish yeah. swim? You're just like, this is just a crazy place Yeah, to it's live. a dimension. Yeah. yeah, it's an ID dimension. Whatever. You can buy yeah. that. Uh, okay, so then back on the carrier, they're basically saying, how do we get there? And someone... Uh, because uh, the Apollo force field realizes, now is yeah yeah Apollo realizes this if we're if the door can go anywhere on Earth can't we just door into Gamora Island and they're like yeah actually yeah um, <laughs> so then they're also like but where are they gonna hit next because we gotta prevent it mm-hmm. and of course the logo was I thought this was also so dumb the logo I, I actually like this why would he make his organization from scratch with this logo knowing one day I'm gonna hit these three uh, cities? He actually specifically says at the very beginning in his first scene, I was gonna mention this and I didn't, that he created his logo as part of a like smooth corporate new millennium brand and he wants to like literally brand the world so people could see that he like he owns it. Yeah. I always like guys doing massive destructive things to put like a, a their sign for pure vanity on the world. Yeah, for pure vanity. Because I was like, I buy that as much as I buy like the terrorism thing, where it's like I'm just doing this to terrorize people. It's like why not just be like, you know what? The world's now these three cities are permanently destroyed because they're in the shape. If you put my ring on the Earth, it hits Moscow, London, and Los Angeles. So now they know they're going to Los Angeles. And he also uh, says he made this logo when he made his plan. So it's not like a coincidence. Like this is always. A, it's just a. To me, it's like these three cities in particular. Fuck them. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but like, I think the fact that they set it up at least it's not like a Mark Millar where it just yeah. it's arbitrary. Yeah. Also, like if I wanted to destroy the world, I feel like Moscow, L.A., and London are like. Good no capitals. No world. Ca- like not. If you hate the UN so much, why not like the you know UN headquarters? Whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. I, it's not like he's picking fucking like you know Kansas City or something. <laughs> I know. Like, I these know. are major. They cities. are major cities, and a lot of people live in these. Yeah. Um. So then we go back. No, to... no offense meant to Kansas City residents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they go to Gamora Island. Now, now Mitch McConnell's going to win re-election because of you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the UN is talking to uh, Kaizen uh, now, the the leader of Gamora Island. I, I love this, by the way. They, they, they couldn't even let the former Stormwatch people be the liaisons. They have another random guy be like, "I'm. I'll talk to the boss." <laughs> this yeah. is when he says, "Hey, Stormwatch uh, had a, or the UN did a police action." And because of that, I'm gonna. I love hating and terror. He grabs a like geisha woman near him and starts cutting her face with his nails in the market. Yeah, logo he, and he makes the logo, which I'm like, <laughs> okay, this guy really likes that logo. Also, he, they. I love that the UN censured him, and he's like, and he just laughs in his face. He's like, that's fucking nothing. Uh-huh. I was, I, 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 this is why I think of. Uh, I think this is like a, a talk about like dictators because he says, "I'm in the world, a wolf in the world of sheep." Yep. So he's like, so he's like, so he's like, you know, like, like, like that's how Hitler got to power. He's like, everyone's so weak because they're afraid of war. They're not willing to take action. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a weird, it's a like, it's a weird. I, I get it, I get it, and I, I'm not like saying I can't buy this. It's like a weird thing though, where like he's like, if you do nonviolent actions to me, you're a little bitch. But mm-hmm. if you do any kind of like troops on my soil, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go crazy and destroy the rest of the world. <laughs> I'm gonna get mad for the rest of my life. How dare you? Isn't that what like dictator strawmen do? I also, yeah, I also, I also view it as. You, 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 I can take the loss of life, but you won't. Which is why most of the world is not willing to go to war with mm. madmen. Yeah, because you, mm. you, you don't. Same people don't want the loss of life. We don't want to go with Kim Jong Un because we don't lose Japan and South Korea. Yeah. But like, he, they don't care. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, okay, I can I can buy that. Um, then they're talking on the carrier again. Nothing. And really... this is them being like, we're gonna send Midnighter in through uh the door. The door. Right? Yep. And he's gonna sneak. This is when we get the Burton Ernie talk. But the reason why I mention it is because everybody else on the team has given their like their Angie and Jennifer and like their their regular names. Mm-hmm. And she asks Midnighter and Apollo like, come on, tell me your real names. And they're like, no, we're just on this team. We're not opening up to you people at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why she calls him Bert and Ernie. Like, so, you know, and she like consistently mocks him. Not the Bert and Ernie thing isn't, I, I didn't read it as mocking as being gay, but it does make sense that way. Yep. It's because it's in the context of like, because she keeps bringing it up. Like Angie has a name. What's your name? And they're just like, no, we work here. We're not your friends. So uh, in Gomorrah Island, capital city, Midnighter's there. And this is another thing that I was like, this can't be a, a terrorist shithole because it's like super nice city. This looks like Tokyo or something. <laughs> uh, I'm like, how did the, I mean, I guess if this guy's, whatever. Uh, then Midnighter finds a cop. He's actually a Superman cop. He beats him up anyway. And then, I, 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 like cop... it, I like this because I like this because it is a nice fake out where he's like, yes. he's a guy up and then he's like, actually I'm a Superman and I don't think he's supposed to hit me and they get into a fight. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and then uh, they go to LA to defend it, and like the, it ends with like a million Supermen flying in, uh, full speed. And Jenny Sparks says, "I wish I had a cigarette." Yeah. <laughs> a, a full sp- the engineer did take her last cigarette. A full splash panel just for, and again, it's it's not just the fact that it's a full splash panel just for like this one line. It's a full splash panel just for a zoom in close up shot. Like it's not even an impressive shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How is Midnighter so strong? Okay, so <laughs> issue four, Midnighter is fighting the Superman, and he's just dodging him, and he's like, I won this fight before you even turned up, and he just beats and, him and up. This, 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 wow, for this three pages of just him beating these him These guys up. fly through buildings. Yeah, yeah. He's do, they guy. Specifically, do they specifically... This specifically is my appreciation for, the previous issue, for that previous scene, because I was, I was hoping... Now he has to think of something, but he's like, no, he doesn't have to think of anything. That didn't trip him up for one second, the fact that yep. he's got Superman. Yeah, it was just like, oh, I guess I'll beat you up next issue, and he does. Which, <laughs> I, again, I like Midnighter because it's like the Death's Head thing where I'm like, just no one beats him. Anyone that gets in a fight, you just lose. That's it. That's your thing. Your power becomes in that fight, I'm going to lose. Just continue. It's like liking Saitama. We're just like you're just gonna lose if you. No, play it's this like guy. it's he's this guy's like Lobo. No, no Lobo's <laughs> better because Lobo. Lobo's not can't be everyone. Lobo's just unkillable. That's the very difference. Like people, I think Midnighter rules. People, <laughs> people be the shit of Lobo all the time. Like his power. I, I, I like Lobo and Midnighter now. So I think I think I think liking Midnighter is a disservice to Lobo for me. That's my. All right, continue. So you have all these supermen flying through these buildings and blowing them up, and they're like, all right, we got to go around and get them. And the doctor is, like, panicking. He's like, I'm not ready for this. There's just so many of them. And his the, the inner shaman's telling him, it's like, uh, the means exist inside you. Reach in and take it. So then he just, like, shines light and turns a bunch of them into, And the like, art is, is excellent, it here, is. I think. Like, you get when he's talking to the shaman, we see, like, the ghost of every previous shaman. Yeah. And All the he, colors like, are inverted to show you it's like another dimension. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And he turned like it's cool because like, I guess he can't destroy matter obviously because it's physics, but he yeah. like Just turns them into it. like glass. Pushes into glass, and then Jenny's like, "What the fuck? That's gonna cut us all up as it's falling." And then <laughs> yeah. she's just like, "No, I'm gonna trim it to tree. Uh, have trees grow out from the ground to catch the glass before." Yeah. And then he passes out. Yeah. yeah. And the thing that I like about it too is he wasn't just this like Deus Ex Machina because they're like he took out half of the force, so he did a lot. And, mm-hmm. like, he saw his powers, but it wasn't just, like, done, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then you have... Just real quick, Jenny opens the door and drops him off back at the carrier. Yep, which is why the door's cool. You're like, yeah, there. Yeah. And then you have uh, Apollo shooting Superman lasers at everyone, 
and then the engineer spreads out her the nanomachines that are in her to make like a giant bubble of tiny nanomachines and she says extruding my the machinery out into a web of knives small enough to slip between atoms i'm like i don't think nanomachines are smaller than atoms <laughs> they're nano they're very <laughs> tiny what is nano 10 to the negative nine Come on. atoms are smaller yeah, but and it's like know. they have to be they're made of machinery which is made of atoms. Like come what on. If it, That's what I was going to say like what, what? Na- like the what if, what if it's like Ant-Man or Adam where they can control the uh, to be smaller than atoms. Oh, like Maybe. she makes the machine smaller? Yeah, it's just like it would make sense if she's like make it small enough to slip between cells, and then you're cutting them up by yeah. like cellular level. But then it wouldn't be an Edzord book if it wasn't so That's... like why? You got why? Me there. I rigged your womb ten years before you even knew I existed. Yeah, yeah. Then you have uh, Jack Hawksmore. He, every time he punches someone, he always punches like through their head, exploding their brains or exploding their jaw. Yeah, yeah like cities do. Yep. And then it cuts back to Midnighter, <laughs> and he's found out that they've they're making. All of these uh, Gamora supermen out of, like, they're cloning them out of vats, and then they're teleporting them places. So it's like, clearly you can't stop them if this keeps, if this production is allowed to continue. He's splicing, the the bad guy's splicing his brother's DNA so they, you know, with them. So I guess this guy has superpowers too? No, it no says, along with wa- his terrifying and beautiful mother, so we don't know what power she has. Oh, okay. But then, because he's just walking around with a crossbow. <laughs> Midnighter's just like, all right, yeah. so see you later. And he teleports away, away from the bad guy, and he's like, I gotta find a bigger, you know, you gotta. He says, How? I, 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 all I know how to do is how to punch stuff. Uh, so now I need, I need I have this thing's too big for you to punch. So I guess something that, I'll be, that I can punch you with. And he gets the carrier yeah. ship to punch the fucking... Yeah, he, he literally <laughs> says, my father taught me, hit the soft parts with your hand, hit the hard parts with the utensil. Yep, and so, so he, he drops the carrier <laughs> down. This is the only minute I say like, because it's the only time this actually uh, feels like it makes sense. Yeah, I could just stop and think. Into Gamora Island, and it destroys the bad guy city, and the bad guy right before he dies says, I only want to have some fun. <laughs> and Midnighter says, I love being me. <laughs> yeah, and then kills him. This is like the most edgy fucking shit. Oh, yeah. it's so but it's like, it's like Sly said, it is edgelord, but it's edgelord to people that like deserve it, which I can see like yes. that yeah. being like more fun than just like killing children being like, I love yeah. being me. They don't often show civilians being killed too much in this compared to like Mark Millar where every scene is some child. I mean, you're still like... seeing a lot of destruction, like buildings blowing up and stuff. Yeah. I view it as... Uh, Mark Millar forgot the cause, like the cause. The of cause. What, uh, cause, he cause. forgot he was championing the edgelord yeah. cause. For. What am I doing this no, for? Because the satisfying part of it is like this stuff. This happened in the real world, and now like you get to see Superman superheroes carry out revenge for like the fallen people. Yeah, against Mark Millar. Mark Millar thought that was the people. People were reading because he saw people dying. Like, wow, people yeah. are dying. I'm gonna buy this book. And then in that same vein, it cuts to L.A. where they're like, there's a bunch of dead bodies and stuff all around, a bunch of the dead Superman bodies. Mm. And uh, Swift says, did we win? How many people you think we killed? And Jack says, how many people would have died if we hadn't been here? It's not a great answer, I know, but it's the best there is. We saved more people than we killed. That'll do it for me. And, like, something like that is just, like, yeah. more... Like, they address that it sucks that people died. And it's not just, like... It doesn't... The issue doesn't end on the hoorah moment. It ends on this, like... Yeah, it's a good take on, on war in general, where I, I think everyone wants to be, like, well, it's always immoral to go to war, but it's, like, if you don't, like, you're gonna have collateral damage when you go yeah, to you war, but sometimes... Yeah, you flying around nuking yeah. cities. It's like, yeah, gotta stop. Like, them. what are you going to... Again, going back to Sly Hitler thing, it's, like... People are like, I don't want to have civilians die in war, but it's like, what's the alternative then is that he, you know, takes over and civilians are going to die anyway. That yeah, sometimes it, it is it is a 
it's a lose-lose situation, but you're trying to minimize yeah. casualties. But one of the yeah. things Jenny says, too, is she says, you know, they're going to scramble eight ag- agencies into Gamora and a team of United Nations inspectors. So it'll be a UN team, not a single country, that'll find the bioreactor and teleport system. The UN will be holding the ways of mass-producing human tissue from DNA scrapings. They'll be holding a revolutionary mass transit system, and they'll know that we know they have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So give so it five or ten line. years. Yeah. yeah, so give it five or ten years of testing and bidding and building, and, well, the world will be a better place. And she makes an announcement to the UN throughout and throughout the whole world saying, this is Jenny Sparks speaking for the authority, you're not alone. And I really like the way that ends where they don't keep it for themselves in, like, the... You know, like the Mark Millar, like the ultimates, like we're the only ones that can that can hold on to this these keys. Mm-hmm. She says, we'll give it to the world. And if the world tries, to, if the countries try to bogart it from themselves, we will remind the world that they have this. Because mm-hmm. the problem wasn't the technology. The problem was that this one terrorist country had it. If everybody has it, socialism, it would be great. <laughs> or if everyone had nukes. <laughs> It would be great. <laughs> but, I mean, she's talking about, like, mass transit and teleportation and all these kind of things. And, Which like, could be very dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Instantaneous invasion. But <laughs> would you rather have just one country have it? You know, I yeah, don't know. know. It's just, it's an interesting, it's an unexpected way for an edgelord arc to end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so that's the end of our first arc, and now we're going to go halfway through our next, the second arc, because yeah, that's two issues where we're reading that. up to. Yeah, of four. Yeah. Yes. So it opens with, <laughs> and I think for, for, at least to, to 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 clarify, the first arc was so whatever. It's it's one of those. It's difficult because having been inundated with lot edgelord stuff, I'm just like whatever against like going in and destroying this small evil island of Superman stuff. Whereas this one was so confusing. I'm like I'm trying to figure it out, or I'm like what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> to bitch to bitch about uh, monocomics a bit some more. This also sets up the formula for monocomics as well. Because the first arc of every modern comic is usually just introduction and nothing happening. Yeah, it's like and then, fluff. Then, then the second, then the second arc is when things that ha- start happening. But the second arc is also where the book usually gets canceled. So, <laughs> yeah, luckily the authority didn't get canceled. So, yeah. luckily, luckily. So it opens with these like blue guys talking to these English they dudes. They look like drow elves. <laughs> they look, yeah. yeah, they look like dark elves, but the English guys are wearing like pretty old school outfits. But there's obviously modern technology, so it's like yeah. So you're like something's what? off. Yes, and they're talking like some weird stuff about Sicily yeah. and that they need like, war His and the family. Windsor and Cis- like Sicily are related, which is and then for me I'm like this is not real Earth. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's like the point that yeah. they're you know mm-hmm. I, I got that too yeah. sure, and they think they're walking through what seems to be like this like party party it's like a palace orgy or something yeah, yeah. and it's got aliens and humans there. And this, this guy, it's basically like the, the dark elves just walking around with this guy that's pretty much just like shitting on him the whole time. This guy's a racist. Yeah. This, this guy, because he looks like a British conquistador. I'm not that conquistador, but you know, like a British like uh, imperialist, and he's like, you yeah. alien He scum. requests to be called your majesty. Yeah, he's, he's like, like, the king all of these England. people love their king, and then he hears, and do you love your king, Windsor? And he's like, Regis, where are you, Regis? And he can't Wait, this, find this, him. This, this is so stupid because he was mocking a guy who's basically a guy who can hear from any point. <laughs> Yeah, yeah so he, he does call this place Albion. There's no scene yeah, just to sh- right. have this guy be like, "I'm I'm a racist, and now I'm going to die to show badass the final the final bosses." And yeah, like, Albion is like is like some weird England. Uh, yeah, where, where yeah, where aliens are here too. Yeah, and, and this guy's like dark side basically. Yeah, he shows like, up. He has horns, and he's like, you know, Laban's realm. Coming back to Hitler again. I really like that. Let's go eat kids. <laughs> he's, he's, <laughs> no, let's. I'm gonna go eat the kids yeah. of this guy that I just killed. The racist guy. Yeah. The, yeah. 
which is again where I was like, so edge lord. Yeah, actually, the way it's worded, the way it's worded, I'm hungry, Ingvi. Windsor had children, didn't he? And that's how it ends. It's funny because even non little books do introductions like this. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm so bad. Uh, but this I, is especially edgy because we see his brains and guts on the floor. And yeah. like, yeah. yeah, it's just, it's really if, if they cut away, it'll be just as edgy as a lot of modern stuff anyway. Yes. Yeah. So we cut to the carrier where they're all just like chilling and drinking beers in like this little dome and looking out over that telepath world we yep, mentioned. And she's talking about how much she misses like her past life, like shouting at garbage men, which I was like, huh? <laughs> Making orange juice, missing the bus, being in the lab, being a physicist. Oh, oh, oh yeah. The, uh, the engineers don't get any kind of like uh, those personal moments you talked about, this book lacking. Because uh, it talks about her giving up her life as a normal person. Because I mean, I think her and the doctor are new, I believe. Because they're yeah. like, the, our, the people that had our name before us are dead now, and we're the new version of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, yeah, the engineer, she's not always in, like, covered in nanotech. Sometimes she's just, like, a person. So, and the thing that I really like about this is she doesn't just miss being, like, a nobody, which I feel like is something you see with superheroes all the time. Yeah. She misses being a physicist and someone researching technology. Yeah. No, but she, just, says, like, she, she says she misses the little things, like shouting a garbage man. Yeah, I know, but, like, I like that those aren't separated, where it was, like, non-sciencey stuff and now sciencey stuff. Like, I like that she also misses just being a researcher. Like, have a jo- having a job as, as opposed to being a superhero. Yeah. And she, she yeah. says how... Um, but somebody needs to do it. It's a job. It's a dirty job. But somebody's got to do it. Somebody needs to see the yeah. yeah. And the reason why she can't stop is because she replaced her blood with nano machines. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so she, I mean, like, it's funny because people always say, like, I got these powers. I can't stop. You really, you really could. Like, you could just make yeah. money or some shit. Yeah. But, like, we saw, like, Jenny. The idea is that there's no moral, but, like, acknowledge this is a moral choice you're making. Yeah. Yeah. So then we cut back to L.A. where they're rebuilding everything. The area due for completion, <laughs> summer 2001. So two and years. Then, yeah. But so then there's... Too bad. There's a big cut in the sky and this, this like, blue... It reminds me of the crack from season five of Doctor Who, if anybody's seen it. But there's, like, this big, like, long, wide portal that opens up and a whole fleet of these, like, alien ships, but also these, like, very English-looking spaceships with javelins. I love that. There's guys on these, like, flying motorbikes, and they have, like, a shield and a big lance. For jousting. They're, like, like they're jousting. And yeah. next to them are, like, actual, like, spaceship-looking things with, like, a, a weird, distorted UK flag. Yeah. I also stand corrected. So much does help in, in this these issues. They call... Fawadi's saying, hey, can you help us? And Fawadi's like, okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So then yeah. They, they call in, you know, the Chris, uh, the people that Sly is upset they keep getting dunked yeah, on. The U.S. Air Force shows up and gets owned. I'm upset, I'm upset because I know, if, I know I know the Weatherman, at least. And I know, yeah. um, and this cycles too much of his X-Men runway. Pete Wisdom, like, job Colossus. Like, they made yeah. Colossus look worse, so... He didn't Pete just job him, he cucked him, too. But yeah, that's he cucked Colossus, Phil. Like, this was like... A crime, an unforgivable crime. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so right. we, you, you see like the actual conventional military show up and like they'd like to do in all these kinds of stories they're like your regular military won't save you now because they get owned you need the superheroes to come in yeah, yeah get shot up with lasers it's a lot of pages wasted on just showing the marines get blown up but yeah when jenny sees these ships she goes oh my god sliding albion they're supposed to be dead and they're like what tell us what you know but in the meanwhile apollo's blowing up everything <laughs> yeah and which again it's like is is Hawk Girl or Midnight or neither of these guys can really do anything. But they're here. not doing anything. Which but they're I like still here. brought here and they can't even fly. People need to carry them. I'm like, just don't bring no, them. Oh, they brought in another element of fucking modern comics where the whole team comes in, they all manage to do something, even though back but in Midnighter the old days. Midnighter and Swift don't do anything. Yeah. I know, Why but it's funny. 
I know, but like in, like in the nineties, you have like Batman hang back because he can't do anything in some fights. But now, yeah, they, oh, everyone comes <laughs> now in. Now Superman's some... bringing Batman in personally. Yeah, yeah. And you're well, like, what? Your both hands yeah. would be more useful. But than I that. would rather <laughs> them show up here and not do anything than have them. Like, oh yes, you're right. You're you're right. Hunter's right. Yes, you're right. I'd rather. Like, have I don't want to. I'd rather see... have them on the ground helping civilians. Oh yeah. Escape. No, I would rather that too. But I would if if they have to be in this scene, I'd rather them not be like smashing through planes and just yeah. like on the side. I don't yeah. know. I but kind yeah. of, I kind of would like midnight or just dropping through multiple. <laughs> Fuck you. I've oh, seen God. how this fight goes. I'm gonna drop. It would be plane. it would be cool if he doored on top of each plane and then doored away. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's why doors is awesome. Yeah, because especially for a guy like him, he's like, I've seen how Man. I take out this plane, I've seen how I take out this plane. <laughs> Whatever. And Ed Sword August really brings out the weirdest yeah. sidings it for doesn't, us. It doesn't matter, guys. Let's finish but this. But anyway, it I ends not... I can't believe not... uh, me and Daryl switch places on the camera. <laughs> no. But it ends not with a full-page spread, which is nice. It ends with one small panel of... Well, it's first on the page, the doctor's, like, turning the planes to dust, and then Jenny to just says... leaves because he likes autumn. He's turning summer, the summer heat of the explosions oh. into autumn. Very cool. And Jenny, they're like, what's going on? What's going on? And Jenny says, we're being invaded by an alternate Earth. I was like, oh. I was also like, comics are such bullshit. But I'm like, hey, alternate Earths probably would be like, let's invade. Yeah. Well, they go into more detail. Yeah. I think the exposition in this next one actually is okay. There's a lot of exposition in this next next issue. So it opens with Jenny from the block talking about her past. (laughs) (laughs) Jenny from uh, the past. This is when they. This is when all they do all the exposition of what this alternate Earth is. Since she's been around for a hundred years, she says when she was younger. Okay, so you, maybe days. maybe I have to film me excited. I had to gather like. Phil, do points. you just want to do this this year? Sure. Yeah. 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 All right. So, so, so it opens with Jenny like smoking cigarettes in like World War Two era. It looks like I don't know. It's it's like 1920, and she's saying that uh, when she was younger, she uh, basically saw that it, these ships appeared in England in 1920. And uh, the aliens existed, right? And they are basically on in an alternate universe. And then by the fifties, they have like like mingling between the two between aliens and Earth, our Earth people. Yeah. Um, we're, and, we're having sex with them. They're having sex with us. We're yeah. making blue yeah. babies. But I really yeah. love the way she describes the twenties as an age of scientific romance, where she was like. I was 20 years old when I stopped aging, and Earth stopped making sense of it at the same time. One minute we had the special theory of relativity, and the next someone rewrote the entire laws of physics. Yeah. And, like, I think that's such a cool idea where they're just like, physics are different now. And, like, as someone who went to school for physics, I can't imagine knowing about physics and then all of a sudden quantum mechanics comes out. Uh, yeah. Um, and so we see that the higher ups in the British government and the alien governments like are mingling and having parties and they basically hide it from the people by saying that the people who work with the aliens are part of like the British space group or something, which is what Jenny's part of. And they turn it into like a propaganda thing where they're like, look, it's the, are the new British airways and like, you know, they're teaching it yeah. as like science fiction today. They're, they're basically using the alien tech on our world and trading with them and so yeah they're saying like we invented this with our space program but really they're getting it from aliens and then uh bad things happen in the alternate reality where where they the alternate reality sliding albion europe or europe like england goes to war with europe basically they have their own world war one in the, <laughs> at the time yeah. and right before apparently it's going really bad uh they know that they're gonna start using bacterial weaponry and Right before they die, they apparently a big bacteria attack was going to hit sliding, sliding Albion's London. Mm-hmm. And right before it hit them, 
they opened up that crack in the sky and tried to send all the bacteria to our London. They tried to yeah. vent it to our world. It didn't save them. They're yeah. dying out because one is contempt for us. Yeah, so then they're they're gone. They died in this bacterial attack. World War One killed them. The end. Wait, the thing. So but this, did this what, they this, kill this, them? That's what I'm about to ask. So that is a mystery. Because I, I can't tell if I, can, I'm not, I can't read or... No, so they I don't think it's a mystery because we saw last issue they're still around. I mean, it's a mystery how they survived when everyone thought they were dead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't know yet. Yeah. Probably, it, just because the capital got taken out doesn't mean... Like, the country could be so crippled that it didn't like hang out with our earth anymore but they didn't like die yeah. die mm-hmm. yeah um and then now we cut 50 years later they're back in our world a question how did jenny know about this she, she was, was on there. the. She was there on the space group. Uh, but, 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 like, space group. I don't think she saw from their perspective. How did she know? Yeah, there, I feel like there's liberties taken with that. They knew World War One was going on at the time. They call. Yeah, so, how does she know? Them. Like it says, they got it, a message. It didn't save them. She says it didn't save them. So if it, how does she know it didn't save them? Because well, they have you, a shift door that they can go. Yeah, with. I know, you but, have a you have a you have constant relations with this one country. I know. The but last I, thing I you hear like, from I them, like, I feel like the story should have shown what happened. Like, why would she not see what happened to them? And how one thing to point out: we're halfway through the arc, Sly. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Also, so you also, don't know. So you don't know. They, they said we guessed they were trying to save them from an attack. The, they control the shift door. I think. I don't think we do. Like I think the yeah. the alternate reality guys do, and they stopped making contact with us. So they were like they're dead. Yeah, you know. I, I feel I think it's weird for Jane to assume that. I mean, I, she explicit. I I, think I, don't, I don't think they'll be after they try after uh, Wait, uh, a past fight. We we hang out with another country. They say, no, "Oh my God, they, we're going they, to they war." They decide to kill they, you. Will they open uh-huh. communication right after saying sorry for killing you? I mean, she does specifically say later, like, we waited for, like, 20, 30 years and we still couldn't get in touch with I, them. I, I just seems weird. I, 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 I'm, I'm on your side. I think you could have had a page at least, like, showing visually a little bit more yeah. of an indicator of what happened rather than the bacteria be, being dumped on London and then that's it. Then being like, we thought they were dead and now here they are. Like, here's a full page of just more war scenes of ships fighting yeah. each other. There's, there's, some, there's, so, there's so many filler pages. You could have spared a page to show that. Yeah. I agree. The, most of this issue is like dog fighting. They're fighting on whatever. One of the ships goes down, and Midnighter and Jack Hawksmore like board it, and yeah. they you know say great in great terms. Hello, welcome to Los Angeles. We're here to hit you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the British guys are like for glory for Sicily and for England. This, this is also uh, Jack Hawksmore says his line about a mommy and daddy plant, uh, city. So Ezra is, is getting there. Like we're not getting more comfortable yeah. with Ezra this here. Yep. Yeah. Uh, basically, they, they're losing the fight, and so the Sliding Albion people are like, we gotta get out of here. Well, Jenny somehow, like, it makes a big version of herself. I can't tell if she it's... She makes, like, an electric field, I think, around... So she says, I know each and every one of your vessel radios is receiving my voice. I'm damn sure, damn sure some of you remember who I am. This earth remains under my protection. Those vessels passing through me are getting their electrical system torched. That is the least of what I can do to you. Get the hell out of here. So she makes a huge electromagnetic field that looks like her. She is right? like, I, is she not like a, a physical embodiment of electricity? That's, that's what it that's seems like she is. Okay, so because she like makes like an electric field that is her, I think. Because yeah. there's something I've, I've, uh, I forget like what her deal was, but I remember she was like some kind of magical kind of thing going on. Yeah. So they they flee. Um, some of the ships got captured. They're back to the carrier. Yeah. She basically explains what we know now to the the group, or she's like, they're from an alternate reality. She said that was a raiding party. Yeah, yeah, aliens showed up to their Earth. Like, actual aliens showed up to their Earth in the 1500s. So instead of being at our tech level, from the Renaissance on, they had alien tech in, in Europe. So yeah. And the aliens bred with royalty. Right. So all the royals of Europe were part alien. And she said that... <laughs> Uh, like us, when imperialism started, they needed to go uh, have war and imperialize. So once they ran out of 
places to yeah. invade on their Earth. I guess they invade They're us. imperialists that never stopped imperializing. So they're like, uh, other Earths have lands we can imperialize. Right. Yeah. And then they uh, call... Because apparently they have a uh, one of the aliens from the alternate world in captivity on our Earth. And she's like... She calls the United... Uh, whatever the united nations it's, no british intelligence the, the british intelligence yeah, yeah. and then yeah. we get like two pages of her arguing with them being like i know she's like i'll fucking crazy. kill you <laughs> yeah or like i'm she gonna get say, you fired if you. you don't connect me through to your she's like, i know you have an alien uh and they're like oh hang up and she's like yeah i know i know you're and admin, she has whatever. all these like old uh codes and she's like i'll wait 30 seconds while you look up this uh you know authorization mm-hmm. yeah and then she says okay you can the, the person on the phone says okay you can meet with this person uh they she's whatever's like don't let them scan us when we're there and then they go to the holding facility and there's an alien in a cell and she goes hello lorenzo and she tells uh hawk girl and the The engineer engineer, angie shen meet my first husband (laughs) because they said earlier in the issue jenny's like yeah i fucked all these alien princes Wow. And that that ends issue six. So that's the cliffhanger. And I would like also to point out that this arc still does not have full page spreads to end, right? Yeah, Yeah. that's true. Instead, we just get full page of Jets dogfighting. Yeah, so that's kind of cool, but it's it's like... uh, Yeah. yeah. That's true. I guess it's action, which is what you're probably buying (laughs) this for. It's something that's worthy of having a splash page, not fucking close up on Jenny Sparky's face. (laughs) So in the context of Edsler August, what do you guys think so far? It's all right. So, not edge lordy enough. Not edge enough. <laughs> it's it's luckily not edge lordy enough. So I can be like I can I, I don't have to like vomit in my mouth when I read some of these lines. Yeah. Um. It's not super. <laughs> it's not super interesting to me. The plots so far. I do find the character powers really interesting. Um. And it's 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 a light enough on the edge lord that I'm not like they're they're not like murdering pregnant women constantly mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. you know prove a point. Um. It. I'm, like, fine to keep reading, but I'm not, like, I gotta read more, and I'm not, like, I can't do this. Well, you do gotta read more, because that's what we're doing next time. <laughs> you know what? I quit the podcast, so I won't do it. <laughs> this, this is one book that breaks in. And I might actually uh, twist yeah. the fade. I, I shy Mark Millar in the beginning. I'd rather read be Ultimates or Mark Millar is all far over this. I'm gonna kill you, Fly. Wait till it's over. Okay, go ahead. So I was gonna. That's the fair. thing I just wanted to say is like I'm I'm okay with it so far. But I was saying I think I enjoyed Ultimate. This, this, is, this is why this is why I'm not okay with it because you guys are okay with it. Like I need a strong reaction from none of you are having a strong reaction. That's why this book fails. It needs a strong reaction. Or it's not worth reading. For Edgelord August, slide needs us to be yelling at him or us to be going yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Come on, that's how it works. Yeah, but I, well, I wanted to say yeah, I want to finish my thought that no. for. In, in comparison to Ultimates, that I'm I enjoyed Ultimates more. I want to specifically say I enjoyed the beginning, the first half of part one and part two more. I hated the second half way more than I hate this. And it, the thing that this is missing is that this is like the authority just goes around, they just shit on other like um invading forces. And the invading forces were always my least favorite part of Ultimates. Mm, I really like the interplay of the teen dynamic and whether or not it's okay to have a superhero force that exists, like, extrajudicially outside the law. Which this does none of. They're just like, yeah, we can, like, the fact that they can door anywhere is a crazy breach of, like, trust of any nation. That they're, they're, like, we can just, we can kidnap the president anytime we want. It's just like, I wish it focused more on that rather than like, here's uh, aliens from another planet or here's this guy that loves terrorism I, so much. I, I feel like you have to, as like if if 
if one is capable of making a million supermen that can nuke any major city on the planet immediately, yeah. this is a world where, like, rules do not matter. There's no one who's safe. The president <laughs> cannot true. be safe. This is Patriot Act on steroids. Like, the Patriot Act made us be like, okay, take our, take our privacy, take this. Uh, I mean, 9-11 was enough for us but, to enact the private... Because uh, couldn't those supermen just crash into the White House? I mean, yeah, like, yeah. The, this is, again, my problem with any big people, universe. People, people, people sacrifice security for privacy any day of the week. So, do you think that... Knowing that this is before, like, the Patriot Act and stuff, do you view this as, like, not addressing hmm. how serious that is? Or, like, it's, yeah, it's always tough more of a predictory Of text. the fact that this was before 9-11 and the Patriot Act. And, like, before we started to think more about what this means for America hmm. to invade other countries for their own protection. It's yeah. like... What are you giving up? Yeah, well, I'm like, like, I guess I can't hate it too much for that, but it still doesn't mean that it's a fun read if it's not addressing those issues because mm-hmm. those issues are more important. So, like, like nowadays in 2019, like discussing fascism's rise to power is a lot more interesting than it was in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, because I've been listening to a lot of like anti-fascist music from the 90s lately, mm-hmm. and it's really interesting, like the context where I'm like, oh, so people did know this was gonna happen. Mm. Yeah. And we just didn't, like, it's not, like, unexpected. Same thing, like, seeing these kind of things where they're, like, when there's this big of a threat, you just give up all your liberties. Like, and it, it wasn't it, out of nowhere. In the 80s, uh, they had a Captain America comics about how uh, how basically, like, Donald yeah. Trump phenomenon was happening. Like, I see people, like, yeah. uh, sh- shunning the immigrants, uh, hating the fellow man, mm-hmm. uh, uh, supporting government control over this and that. Yeah. Like, uh, basically, they predicted chuds and government surveillance at the same time. Uh, so, like, yeah. these are, like, I know everyone thinks, like, their their decade is so unique. Like, uh, but the challenges, the questions we face, uh, people have been, challenged, faced, uh, been faced with for uh, centuries. And that's why I find books that like, like this so interesting. Cause like Mark Millar does it so much more heavy handed, but I also wonder if that's the point because it was a more heavy handed world after nine 11, you know, I feel like, I, I feel know. like this isn't addressing the authority of the authority at all. It doesn't, <laughs> but it is, I think it is, it is showing how people thought about it back then. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's like satirizing that concept, but I'm saying like that the way it was talked about is so much like, that's not part of the discussion yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which again, like I can't blame, I can't be like, I wish they had known coming up, like they should yeah. be addressing it. But I would, I want to read that book more than I want to read this book. Yeah, which is what the Ultimates at least gave me for a little bit before it went rah rah America. Before, so. before it became better, much better. <laughs> fuck the fucking deep and nuanced shit. Give me fucking Hawkeye <laughs> shooting Black Widow in the face. That's what I want. That's what I'm Slides here for. Lost his mind. He just wants like Lobo <laughs> as every character. I am so sorry for Edgelord. Like this is. This is like weak sauce like this is like eating a fucking you want a, a whopper and you get like fucking chicken nuggets <laughs> i like that this is slides like christmas where some people are like you know santa's just not enough in this story slides so like no one's balls have been stepped on yet or cucked yeah Sly, i didn't realize you needed this so bad should we do a patreon episode on just like something real edgy <laughs> i was thinking no patreon's gonna be what's so fun what's so what's so funny about truth justice american way well we'll talk about that off the air But okay, so we'll be back in two weeks to do issues 7 through 12 of The Authority. So thank you all for listening to Divisive Issues. I've been about to hit you. Fuck. (laughs) I've been killed in uh, Stormwatch vs. Aliens. (laughs) I've been sleeping with alien princes. And Phil's been the Burt to my Ernie. Stay in continuity. I give you the Incredible Flying Machine!